Welcome to the Sociable Homeschooler with Vivian McNinney. Vivian is here to talk to you, to encourage you, and to show you how she had a successful homeschooling experience with her Wildflower Academy, and that her kids turned out great, and that with God's help, you can create the same experience she did. From her beginnings in Hostert, West Germany, to Dallas, it's been quite a journey, and her abilities to adapt, survive, and thrive are what make her unique in homeschooling. So have your pen and paper ready. It's the Sociable Homeschooler. And now, here's your host, Vivian McNinney. We are slaves undeserving of special praise. We have only done what was our duty. Luke 17, verse 10. When I was racking my brains trying to convey an idea or a concept to my children in terms they could relate to, I'd use family and close friends as illustrations. This way, I covered world wars, budgets, politics, and a host of other large concerns brought down to the grassroots level in this manner. They felt they could make a difference in the lives of those around them instead of feeling helpless in the face of global crises. With this verse, I used the same technique for myself. How could I relate to being a slave? How could I not look at this verse and think, oh, that sounds a little glib. I was only doing what was asked of me, nothing more, nothing less. We all have someone we shine for in our family or circle of friends. Not someone we're trying to impress, but someone we want to do our utmost for. My someone was my paternal grandmother. Sadly, she never came to any of my performances at school where I wanted to shine for her. However, I would imagine her in the audience and think she'd love this, watching her only granddaughter dancing her heart out just for her. Consequently, when I went to spend my school holidays with her and she asked me to do something, even if it was only the dusting or tidying the drawers in the sideboard, which I loved, I'd devote all my energies to the task and do it so well she'd glow. I'd feel instrumental for her happiness. I was a slave to her every wish. Anything I could do for her was my absolute pleasure, and she made my life shine. In the same way, I think of myself as a slave to Christ. I don't know if I managed to do my tasks for him as well as I did for my grandmother, but I did give it my best shot. My grandmother praised me by the way she treated me. God does too. Good afternoon and good evening. Welcome to The Sociable Homeschooler. I'm your host, Vivian McNenny, and I'm going to be talking about my life as a homeschooler with my blue-eyed cowboy and our four children. Of course, the children are all grown now, but once a homeschooler, always a homeschooler. And I still have plenty of up-to-date tales about the family that derive directly from their exposure during their formative years to our unconventional lifestyle. My cowboy and I are living alone together in merry old England for the moment, getting used to this thing called empty nest. God nudges me when I care to pay attention on the way to the compost heap. My moonlit shadow dancing beside me, or in an unexpected whiff of jasmine as I pass a bush dotted with those tiny white flowers glowing in the darkness. I have to slow down and soak up his presence. I'm waiting to sign the final documents on the flat, and I'm enjoying the last few walks 
uh, the trips to Victoria, eavesdropping on conversations in the bus and loving it when I hear people say strawberry, Sainsbury's, battery and complimentary, still catching me by surprise and reminding me that this is indeed my country. Each week I invite someone to join me during this hour and we talk about the delights and insights of parenthood. Whether they're homeschoolers or not, we put the world to rights on the issues of child rearing. Regardless of topic, I think you'll find our chats will always speak straight to the heart of parents who put their children above their highest joy. Talking about putting children above their highest joy, it's my pleasure this week to welcome back Julie Meekins and for the first time, her husband, Tom. Julie was one of my first homeschooler that I interviewed in 2010 and then in 2012 she returned to tell us about their new business March 4th Family offering ways to retrain the brain and help children and their parents with challenges large and small. They will join me after the first break and I'm going to be carrying on with my look at bringing public school home, a solution to Dort's dilemma, the O2 concert that had me dancing, and dinner with another school friend. I have a mug of PG tips today because it's very cold out there all of a sudden, and I wish you were here with me, but you're not. At least you can listen as I spout on while you sit warm and comfortably. Let's begin, shall we? My gloriously white hair made me stand out on Twitter this week. I inherited it from my paternal grandmother, the someone I was a slave to, when I was about 20. At the time, I wasn't particularly thrilled with the white hot, so I disguised it. But recently, while here in England, I embraced it, and it's getting me noticed. The company is called White Hot and has six products I'll be blogging about. So go over to my boomerang site sometime and take a look. The owner sent me some free samples. Aren't those wonderful to get? And I looked her company up. It's English and brand new and celebrates all of us who are ecstatic with our naturally grey and white locks. Oh, and by the way, a new trend is for young people to dye their hair grey and white. So I feel extra special, especially when someone asks me if my hair is natural. And free gifts were the start of my good week. I randomly asked a school friend of mine if I could use her flat close by, a tram ride away, while she was living in Canada. Not in the least expecting the old school tie to be particularly fruitful, but I decided if I didn't ask, I'd never know what her answer may have been. I was pleasantly surprised. She said, of course, if I could live with the unpacked boxes in general disarray. Her generosity alone would have completely made my week without the hair products, but I got those anyway too. So my cowboy and I went to take a look a couple of mornings ago, and she wasn't exaggerating about the unpacked boxes piled everywhere. Like all of us, I think she's downsizing, because her cupboards were chock-a-block with stuff too. It was a lovely little flat with two bathrooms, absolute plus, perfect for Dawes and I for a few days if we have to return on our own. I don't know about any of you listening, but I would have let someone stay in my flat too. Now, if Dortz gets a job back here in London, at least we have somewhere we can hang our hats and scarves for a little bit while we sort something more permanent out. Flexibility certainly is the name of the game these days. We took a trip to the O2 Arena, originally built as the Millennium Dome at the turn of the century. 
My brother brought the children a model of it. Oh, must have been, what, 13 years ago now? And it was the ugliest looking building I've ever seen. It just didn't appeal, looking like a grounded flying saucer. And what were those spikes sticking out of it? Now it's been turned into a place filled with restaurants like the Slug and Lettuce. I know, that's a dreadful name for a restaurant. TGI Fridays, Wasabi, a sushi and noodles place, Pizza Express, you know, the usuals. There were lots of choices for food and bars. It was teeming with people and looked rather like a classy mall. It even had palm trees in a leafy square area. It was the first time I had visited the arena and it was quite remarkable, much more attractive in real life, or maybe its modernness has finally caught up with it. I was trigger happy with my iPhone. Sponsored by a massive mobile phone company, O2, it hosts concerts and sporting events and holds 25,000 people when full. We traveled there by train. My cowboy said, a train goes to the O2 arena. And I said, trains go everywhere. In fact, we could have got off at the London Eye and caught a river taxi that would have taken us to the the final miles down the Thames. But it was easier to stay put on the train, which is a very stress-free way to travel. So we arrived at the O2 arena to see the mythology tour. Yep, Barry Gibb. Remember my blue-eyed cowboy used to work for the Bee Gees? He pulled some strings and we got fabulous seats and were able to share the event with four other friends and colleagues. To say the show was the best I've seen so far would not be an understatement. In fact, while my Texan was on the road with the Bee Gees years ago, I must have seen them when they passed through Dallas, but I was so wrapped up in motherhood and corporate America coping alone that I don't remember much about the event. He was gone for 10 months that year, and I was pregnant too. And it wasn't even this century, so it was. I've got a good excuse. It was a long time ago. Barry sounded as good live as he does on CD. I admire artists who are every bit as good on stage as they are recorded. The show was well put together and a touching tribute to his brothers and not at all sappy or corny. Since every one of their songs was a hit, they're all familiar, bringing back wonderful memories of the era. Barry had people on their feet, dancing to Saturday Night Live, and jive talking, actually, that Saturday Night Fever. Great stuff. Barry had his audience wrapped around his little finger from the moment he came on stage. It was great to see and hear him. He had help from his son, Stephen, and his niece, Morris's daughter, Sammy, who has a good, strong voice. He also invited one of the backing singers, Beth Cohen, to sing with him, and her voice was so amazing. I was surprised when she went back to join her confrères to continue backing. She sang a song Barry wrote for Barbara Streisand, I Am a Woman in Love. You need to look it up on YouTube. It is fantastic. And we were invited to the green room for a drink afterwards with Lulu. I didn't get a picture of her, but I did see her. She is tiny. I had to go and look her up. She won the Eurovision Song Contest with Boom Bang a Bang. Oh, I was just a baby, of course. While my cowboy schmoozed, I was a shameless fan and had my picture taken with Barry and his son Stephen. I was also able to tell Beth, the backing singer, what an incredible voice she had. And she was very appreciative. I liked that. Oh, it was quite a jive-talking night. In our excitement, we missed the last train home. There's a sort of curfew in London, but luckily we were able to get a lift with friends who lived just around the corner. The streets were deserted, so it was a good drive home. And then earlier on or later on, 
in the week, whichever way you want to look at it. We had dinner at a designer pizza restaurant in Chiswick with an old school friend, one I can call a friend because we went to college together. She had a little more in common than just six random years of life spent under the same roof. She hasn't changed a bit to me. She's still the same outspoken, no-nonsense girl, and I am still the rebel, rebel in her eyes. Funny how I don't trace my rebellion back that far, but it must have been stirring all those years ago. We've known each other since we were 12. <laughs> we laughed so much. It was a very enjoyable evening. She made fun of me when I said all the staff at our college cafeteria were foreign, when in fact they were just speaking English with very bad accents, which I hadn't realized. And she said, Vivian, you had never heard anybody speaking such bad English. You thought they were foreign. She thought that was hilarious. And we've still got work going on around the flats. The garage roofers have finished, but one of the residents is having a new boiler put in, and he lives on the top floor, so he's had to have scaffolding put up. The noise is ridiculous, and he didn't even put a sign up in the foyer. That's a joke. The residents hate noise and put signs up if they're having a few people around for drinks. I noticed while he was having jackhammers pounding away in the mornings that I could hardly hear my yoga glow class. And... It looks as though I have got to go on a break. So I'm off to grab another cuppa and I'll be back in just a sec with my guests. So don't go away. How do you handle toddlers, teens, and tirades when homeschooling? That's what we're working on now. It's Vivian McNinney, the sociable homeschooler, and we'll be right back after these. Get ready to live la bella vita with Dawn Catherine on Toginet.com. Live la bella vita. If you're wanting to know all the beauty tricks of the trade and the latest fashion trends before everyone else, this is your show. If you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, this is your show. Do you love wine and want to know more about the process it takes to make wine from the vine to the bottle? This is your show. Live La Bella Vita. For more on the show and your host, check out our website, LaBellaVitaCosmetico.com. This is the kind of show you can sink your teeth into. If you enjoy traveling and food and family, all with an Italian flair, then you can live La Bella Vita with your host, Dawn Catherine. Wednesday nights at midnight, 11 p.m. Central, on Toginet.com. Why is religion such a thorny issue in our society and the world? And why has religion often become a source to divide people rather than unite? Frank Talk with Dr. Ajaz is a forum for civil dialogue on religion and wellness on Toginet Radio. Dr. Ajaz Nakvi invites leaders and activists from all walks of life and faith to engage in a civil discussion on religion and current events. Join us for Frank Talk with Dr. Ajaz every Thursday from 3 to 4 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on the TogiNet Radio Network. Welcome back to The Sociable Homeschooler with Vivian McNinney, the show for any homeschooler at any point in their homeschooling career. Join us as we plow through the problems, tackle the challenges, and celebrate the successes. It's the Sociable Homeschooler on Toginac. And now back to your host, Vivian McNenny. 
My guests today are Julie and Tom Meekins, who have a heart for parents, especially parents with challenging children. They've raised four of their own children. Two of them had varying degrees of special needs and are now young adults doing fabulously. Because of their personal journey, Tom and Julie got certifications in child development and health coaching to bring the what to do about it piece to their children and others. They've dedicated the rest of their professional lives to educating, equipping, and empowering parents to reach for the best for their children and in their children while being supported in the process. To that end, Well, uh, I'm sure that Julie and her husband, Tom, will be here. Julie, are you there? We hear you. Do you hear us? Uh, yes, I can now. I can now. Well, good. Good. All right, Julie. Oh, well, welcome. Excellent. Welcome back to my show, Julie. And Tom, it's a pleasure to have you here as well today. And thank you, Vivian. We are excited to be here. Yes. Thank you for having me. All right. All right. Well, Julie, you've been on a couple of times and you've um, told us some of your reasons and, you know, some of your history uh, behind behind um, your company and behind your certifications that you have taken. But I've actually never spoken to Tom. And Tom, I think you had a different job. And then between you and Julie, you decided to start a company but why don't you tell me your right, version right. of the story, and um, you know, and we'll start from there. Okay, very good. Uh, yes, I was uh, uh, a typical dad, still am, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. making the commute, a long commute into the city to go to work, and uh, Julie was at home uh, raising our four children, doing a great job at it. And uh, when we had uh, the special needs, uh, our, our children with special needs. I wanted to make sure that she had every resource possible uh, to do her job um, as a mom. And so I was able to do that, but still making that commute. Well, about three years ago, um, I decided, we decided to uh, take an early retirement and put our resources into um, doing the job that we've been doing for, how old are you right now? 24, 24 years. Um, and of that, uh, uh, um, our, our youngest, Amy, who's 18 years old, has been taken up with uh, all the things that we've been learning about raising a special needs child. Uh, so we took that, uh, all the information we've, we've learned, and put it together with, uh, like you said, certifications and uh, the knowledge that we have, and uh, started a, a company, uh, which is uh, March Sports Family, and where we uh, go out and, well, and, and talk to parents and coach parents get the children to the next level of their development. Mm. Um, Julie, tell us a little bit about, um, yes, tell us a little bit about what has been going on with your company since I know I spoke to you last year and you had just opened, I think you had started your company on March 4th and I spoke to you sometime in April. So um, just tell me what's been happening because it was brand new back then. 
Okay, so we have, it's kind of been an interesting journey, and actually we were, we were a year old when we talked to you last year. Oh, yeah. So now okay. we're two and a half years old, yes. Mm. But here's the thing that, that we've learned is we started out where we actually evaluated children. And so we had an office, and the children would come to us, and we went you know, one family at a time. We would help the parents to know what was going on with their children, what, how they got stuck in their development, and what they needed a little push in, and opening those pathways in the brain and creating a scenario that would make new connections for their children. And so we were doing that. And it was a happy time, and we were having a great time. And then we realized um, there was a seed planted in our hearts that we were playing too small and that we had a message that needed to get to many more people. And so then we began to evaluate what did we need to do with that. And so we ended up um, untethering ourselves from the office, and we realized that we could actually train the parents how to find the things that are going on with their children. Instead of bringing them to us to evaluate, we taught them, and we still do, we teach parents how to evaluate their own children. What are they needing to look for? What are the children doing now that may be an indication that they've gotten stuck in their development? And then what can they do to move it along themselves? And so we always encourage, we do, we do private coaching. That's the cream of the crop for what we offer. And so what we do is our favorite is a six-month program. Over a six-month period of time, we can get to know these families really well and really target the individual children in those families and also the whole dynamic of the entire family so that we can know what is mom capable of doing, what is capable of doing, how many other children are there, and how can they get involved in helping this child move forward in their development. So it's really been about we do 100% of our work now on the computer and on the telephone, and then we go out and we speak to groups, and sometimes we do that through teleclasses, and we have clients all over the country, and we are just having a blast. Well, Julie, um, so you, instead of evaluating, you said you you started off evaluating the child, children yourselves, and now you go out and teach parents how to evaluate their own children. So do these parents come to you? How do you find these groups to talk to? Good question. We have, um, a lot of it is word of mouth. You know, people get to know us, either they've been private clients or they know friends who have, have been private clients. The other thing that we do is we uh, are now the special needs specialist for the National Center for Biblical Parenting. And so with that strategic joint venture partner, um, that strategic alliance, we have the opportunity then through them, and they've been around for 20-some years, and so through them, we have the opportunity to meet those families that are already coming to them for parenting help and for, for parenting support. There are a lot of more and more and more families that have children that have some kind of challenges that are also coming to them. So that's one avenue. We speak to MOPS groups and MOMS Next groups. We go to uh, groups that are targeted to parents who have children with autism and, and ADHD and then the syndromes. And so we, it's kind of, a lot of it is word, word of mouth or through strategic alliances. Tom, did you want to answer that question too, or did, did I cover what I needed to cover? I think you're uh, covering it pretty well. Uh, it's an interesting uh, working relationship we have sometimes, I say, and 
in our uh, in our talks, I wind Julie up and let her go. Uh, so she does a, an excellent job. I, I started uh, as a support role with the technology and getting things going, and realized we both realized that the dad has a huge part to play in the raising of a special needs child. It's not left up to the mom, but a lot of times we we're going off to work or we we. Uh, um, just take a back seat and let the mom do the work. And, and I'm here as a, a, a face of a dad to encourage the dads to uh, step up, to encourage the dads to encourage, encourage the mom. Mm. Mm. Well, that's what I was going to ask you, Tom. Do, you, do the two of you have your strengths or do you both do the same, same stuff? You just bring um, a, a father aspect to it and Julie brings the, the mothering aspect or, you know, do you have completely different roles? Oh, oh that's that's excellent question there because uh, Julie definitely has her strength. She can take the symptoms that a child is showing and immediately um, know what, what could be going on and come up with uh, exercises to get the child to the next level of development. Um, mm. I, I don't have that Skill yet, but I do have um, other things to, to bring to the table as, as a dad. Tom always you know is, is shortchanging himself. He's always what? He's always shortchanging himself and, and, and telling people that he does less than he does. Tom has a, a very unique uh, part in our business in that he says he winds me up and lets me go, but he is really the the wind beneath my wings and he really helps to uh empower me to do what i do he is a great encouragement to me and always has been and so he brings that he also brings a comfort uh to the mom tom is very sensitive and caring person and so even when we're talking to just moms although we encourage dads to come too if he's talking to just moms he gives them an understanding, potential understanding of what's going on with their husbands or with the dads of these children and can, in giving them a better understanding so that their expectations are lowered or, or changed about what their, their spouses or the, the father of these children can bring to the, the story. And that kind of relieves some of the pressure in the relationship um, we are very concerned about the divorce rate among families that are raising children with special needs. I think right now the statistic might be around 90%. And so, you know, that piece right there can be the spark that keeps a, a marriage together. And that is a very vital piece that uh, that Tom brings to this, this yeah. work that we do. And not only that, yeah. but I am not an electronic person. And so he does all of the electronics that have anything to do with our business, and that's huge. Oh, that's good. Well, you know, on my show, the majority of people I speak to are women. And so it's always a breath of fresh air to have a father come and talk about homeschooling and, you know, sharing the responsibilities and the and the you know the hard work with with mum. And that is always such a, an up thing to hear dad's voice you know so having tom there i can understand and it, it would encourage a father you know instead of him hanging back and saying well you know that the the consultant is a woman and they're just going to be you know sort of you know mom and child i'll just not go but with tom there it might encourage dad to come along too 
And it does, actually. We encourage the, we do this get acquainted, a complimentary get acquainted call. And we ask the, the mom is usually the person who reaches out to us. And we ask mm-hmm. the mom to bring the dad to that call. And that is the time that the dad can get to know that there is a Tom and that he is bringing his peace to this, this conversation. And we have noticed a huge difference that makes in the conversation because mom doesn't have to figure out what we're telling her and then figure out a way to go and tell dad, you know, what's going on with these people and why I want to uh, be involved with what they're doing. It's right there and dad can ask his questions and he can get a feel for for Tom and for and for me and and, and see if going, that you know, directly and not indirectly. Right now, and we'll be back in just a moment. How do you handle toddlers, teens, and tirades when homeschooling? That's what we're working on now. It's Vivian McNinney, the sociable homeschooler, and we'll be right back after these. Chances are you didn't give birth to Einstein. So why are you trying to raise your child to be like him? Welcome to Stop Raising Einstein with your host, Tara Kennedy Klein, Woohoo Radio Network's parenting show dedicated to helping you release the myth of the perfect parent and discover the unique brilliance in your child and you. Tara and her panel of amazing, intelligent, and sometimes off-the-wall guests will share the tips, tools, trends, and techniques available that will help you stop raising Einstein and start relishing your role as a proud and present parent. Join her every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time for Stop Raising Einstein, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Why is religion such a thorny issue in our society and the world? And why has religion often become a source to divide people rather than unite? Frank Talk with Dr. Ajaz is a forum for civil dialogue on religion and wellness on Toginet Radio. Dr. Ajaz Nakvi invites leaders and activists from all walks of life and faith to engage in a civil discussion on religion and current events. Join us for Frank Talk with Dr. Ajaz every Thursday from 3 to 4 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on the TogiNet Radio Network. Welcome back to The Sociable Homeschooler with Vivian McNinney, the show for any homeschooler at any point in their homeschooling career. Join us as we plow through the problems, tackle the challenges, and celebrate the successes. It's The Sociable Homeschooler on TogiNet. And now back to your host, Vivian McNenny. I'm talking to Julie and Tom Meekins, who have um, who own the company called March Fourth Family. No, that's the name of their website. Actually, go to their website, March Fourth Family. Their company is called March Fourth, and. I'm talking about we, we were talking about the logistics of the company and how you got how you got people to come to you. Now I want to ask whoever wants to answer, it doesn't matter. Um, what are the what what kind of signs are parents looking for to determine whether or not their child or children need your help? Because it seems to me that a lot of children display behavior that you might think oh there's this or oh there's that and they're perfectly normal so how how would a parent evaluate 
that child? What are they looking for? That's a very good question, Vivian. And what we tell people is if you have a sense of a red flag when you are interacting with your child, in in your gut, if there's an intuitive something that's rising up in you, um, you can probably guarantee that there's something going on with this child that might need a little bit of extra help. And the cool thing with us is that we don't work with the child. We just equip you to work with your child as a parent. And so it, what's cool about that is then you become more involved in the process of knowing what, your, what, what does normal child development look like and what are the signs, what are the things that wouldn't be normal. So here's the key. Tom and I, can, we really feel like the work that we do is helpful to everybody on the planet, honestly. It's all about child development. The people who come to us, will be the ones who are hurting or who have these red flags or have been given a label for their child or they suspect that they have a label. But what we do is applicable to everybody. So we can work with people who have syndromes and have very severe things going on with their children, and we can work with people who have little quirks going on with their kids and they're thinking, I would really like that not to be a problem anymore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then we watch, you know, we, we have this big thing about educating, educating, educating people about what does normal development look like and is there a potential for my child to be not doing something quite right. Mm. So you said that you, you know, those parents, some parents have already, they're already aware that their child is autistic or that their child has ADHD because you don't only deal with homeschoolers. You probably deal with, with parents who have their children in school. So, I mean, the label goes on pretty fast at school. So, you know, you're, you're, what are you doing? Are you giving them alternative solutions or something that can augment what's already being offered to them in their school situations? I would say the answer to that is yes and yes, because mm-hmm. the, the important thing to do when you're building a relationship is to not um, diss anybody else's involvement with that child, because they could be bringing very important things mm. to that child. Uh, what we want to do is just educate the parents and what they specifically can do with regard to what's going on with their child. So, for example, if you've got an autistic child who is seeing all of the, the recommended therapists, psychiatrists, whatever else, um, we, we'd never say, stop doing that. What we mm-hmm. say to the parent is, what are the symptoms that you're dealing with? Okay, if this is a symptom, is it a sensory issue? You know, do we have a touching sensory issue here? And then we can give you specific activities to open pathways in the brain, to make new connections, to make this particular sensory issue not be a problem for that child anymore. And if that, you know, and then if there is a, uh, a wrong information in the brain and that's what they're operating out of, for example, we're working with uh, a child who has watched her mother be ill in a particular um, period of her time. And so this child will not leave her mother without having a, a royal fit. And this is a child who goes to school. So she cries the entire way to school and she has a difficult time getting into the building because she's afraid if she leaves her mom, her mom is, is not going to be there anymore. And mm-hmm. so what we need to work with on that child is creating truth back into her mind. And that mm-hmm. truth is that 
Um, you know, every time I leave mom, she's not going to get sick, you know, know, so you create digital recordings or visual charts or any other ways that you can think of to communicate to that child, this is the reality, a child who has a phobia, you know, this is the reality, let me give you truth, and there are different ways you can bring that to the child, so we never say, don't do this, we just say, let's find out what the symptoms are, and, and for example, if a child is in a developmental stage, where they uh, are having difficulty reading in school in those early grades, first through third or fourth grade. And we realized that they never did that. We've talked about this before in the program. They never did that creeping, crawling thing when they were a a baby. And the reason why that's a problem is because you're building a foundation in the brain uh, with that creeping and crawling that affects what happens in later development, including learning how to read, believe it or not. And so we say to the, the parents, what was the creeping and crawling like if they're having difficulty with academics? You know, so there's, it's about finding what are the symptoms and then finding the causes behind the symptoms. And it could be a couple of different things. So we try a couple of different activities over a period of time, and that 99.9% of the time changes the function. It may not, not eliminate it totally, but it will definitely make a difference in that child's life. So, Julie, you say Is it the, that you were... a couple things. Okay, go ahead, Tom. Okay, yeah, just to, to add to that is we uh, do encourage, uh, our, our goal is to encourage the parents and to give parents uh, the what to do about it piece with uh, mm-hmm. uh, the development of their children. Uh, a lot of times we as parents just don't know what next step to take. And so mm-hmm. we walk along, alongside the mom and dad to uh, help them think through uh, what could be the next step that they could take. Mm-hmm. Well, I was, go- I was going to say that um, you had said that you spend six months with a family, so you get to know them pretty well. Is that right? Is that what you were saying? And, and if that's right, how, what, what are you doing during that time? Well, we meet uh, over a period of six months, twice, uh, twice a month, and during uh, those two phone calls per month, um, we'll check in on the family. They'll tell us uh, how the children, how their child is doing. Uh, we'll give them um, um, exercises to get to the next uh, level of their development. Uh, talk about things that they're they're dealing with. So it's a really good uh, good time of getting to know the family. They get to know us, and uh, we give them practical things that they can do um, uh, with their children. We, we will give them a developmental piece of information. For example, we'll, we'll talk about the gross motor skills or we'll mm-hmm. talk about sequential processing, which is very important for certain developmental steps as they go through. We'll talk about reflexes. Um, we'll talk about that mindset piece that we were talking about a few minutes ago. And, so, and there's many other modules. We call them modules. So each time that we get together in those phone calls, like Tom was saying, we get an update. And then we, we release another concept to these families, and we ask them then to evaluate their child with that concept in mind, and we give them activities in how to do that. And then we determine, is this an issue or is it not an issue? If it's an issue, here are some activities that you need to do, some exercises you need to do with your child on a daily basis so that you can open the pathways and make the connections. And if it's not a problem, then we move on, and we just move on to the next developmental step. Mm. And while you're going through this, do some parents go, 
oh my goodness, I just found out something about myself that I never realized. And they can, they can also benefit from what they're learning from you. Absolutely. What happens uh, when we're going through a list of things that the child is struggling with, uh, we often hear the parents say, oh, I'm like that, or, oh, Mm. I need to do that exercise. And Mm. so then the whole family will get down uh, on their hands and knees and and crawl or Mm -hmm. um, uh, do things that that will get the the child to the next level of development, but Mm -hmm. the dad is saying, oh, I I need to do this too. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And diet is an important, plays an important part. Um, how, How does diet affect your lifestyle or your life? Oh, it's amazing. We, we have uh, great opportunities to help families understand that um, now, you're in England right now, but the, we always talk about the SAD, the, the standard American diet as being very sad because there are so many uh, preservatives and food dyes and garbage, really, that's put into our food supply. And we're busy parents. You know, we're busy. Homeschoolers especially are very busy people. We've got school that we've got to get done. We've got a house that needs doing. We've got laundry that needs doing. We've got a relationship with a, a spouse usually that needs to be, you know, worked on. And then we want to get, have activities outside the home. So it's crazy. And so one of the things that goes by the wayside often is the diet and is the nutrition that we, we feed our children. And then we feel guilty about it. And so Tom and I always come from the from the aspect of, Don't feel guilty about it. Let's do it this way. Let's go to the pantry and start reading labels. Let's let's become educated about what is in the food we are feeding our children and that we are feeding ourselves. And let's just know what is bad. And then when we go to the grocery store, we won't buy that item anymore. So we're going to do this crowding out thing. We're going to crowd out. And this this is a term from the Institute for Integrative Nutrition where we got our health coach certifications and we just love this place and they've taught us so many wonderful things but crowding out takes away the guilt um and and you want to be good stewards also of the of what you've already purchased so you don't throw everything away um you just kind of crowd out and you buy the new things and so the things that you want to focus on and you can make it simple fresh fruits and vegetables and you know as much as you can make it uh fresh and whole that's what you want to be eating and then, you know, there are resources out there that will help you to be able to put, a get, put together a menu plan with the ingredients that you want. And so, you know, be looking on the Internet for those kinds of, those kinds of helps to make life a little easier. And that's what we do with our clients. We give them opportunities. We have a five-day meal plan that we give out to our, our clients sometimes. And it may not be foods that they're, they're naturally going to pick up on. And, and it may not even be something that their family likes, but they got the idea that let's make it simple, but we can make it simple and healthy at the same time. Get rid of all that garbage because also we know that the garbage in the food is keeping our children from being their best as well. And, it, and for some kids, it's lethal. If you are uh, gluten intolerant, then, then it's difficult. But if you have celiac, and a lot of kids are running around with celiac and we don't know it, then you're actually creating a scenario in their bodies that is very unhealthy for them. So you want to get, it's all about becoming empowered with knowledge. So let's yeah. read ingredients uh, on those labels and find out what they are. Mm-hmm. Well, um, Julie and Tom, we've got to go on another break. When we come back, I would like to talk a little bit about your upcoming teleclasses. Awesome.
How do you handle toddlers, teens, and tirades when homeschooling? That's what we're working on now. It's Vivian McNinney, the sociable homeschooler, and we'll be right back after these. Are you ready to start rocking that woo-hoo that only you do? Because Lisa Stedman is on a mission. She will dare you, challenge you, enlighten you, provoke and empower you to bring out that inner woo-hoo. Lisa is an internationally acclaimed best-selling author. She is a breakup expert, a brand consultant, CEO of Woohoo Inc. and the Woohoo Radio Network. She will show you how to take your boo-hoo and turn it into woo-hoo. Get rebellious and get real. Get your dreams off the back burner. Get inspired and motivated to take action. Start rocking that woohoo that only you do in love, life, and business. She is going to be here for you every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. Are you happy with your life? Satisfied with the direction? More importantly, are you content with the results you're seeing? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Join host Brian K. Wright as he talks to experts in many areas relating to life success, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. For more on Brian and the show, check out his website, briankwright.com. Each week is a dose of inspiration. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. Success Profiles Radio is a show that will clearly demonstrate the principle, if I can do it, you can do it. So don't miss this opportunity to take control of your life and your results. Success Profiles Radio with Brian K. Wright, Mondays at 5 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to The Sociable Homeschooler with Vivian McNinney, the show for any homeschooler at any point in their homeschooling career. Join us as we plow through the problems, tackle the challenges, and celebrate the successes. It's The Sociable Homeschooler on Toginac. And now back to your host, Vivian McNinney. Talking to Tom and Julie Meekins, and um, tell us a little bit about your teleclasses. How long you've been doing them? How you got started? I'm sure this is Tom's Tom's area. <laughs> yes, uh, the technology part of of what we do is a, a huge interest on, on my part. We can communicate literally to the whole world uh, the message and our story, which uh, we're very excited about. Um, and we are doing a uh, class uh, that's going to be uh, next Wednesday called ADHD and Autism, the What to Do About It piece. And uh, uh, people can go to our uh, website and just click on the link to go register for that ADHD and Autism. It's free, um, and we're going to give out good content. We're going to also... Uh, talk about um, other ways to to work with us during that time, too. So I would invite your listeners to um, go register for that, and we would be uh, grateful to be talking to you uh, you all um, during that time. Uh, The other one that we have just under that on our webpage is a local uh, seminar, Hands-On Parenting, and this will be one that we do live. However, 
We are going to be live streaming it again, the technology, uh, throughout the world. Um, so uh, if you have a computer, you can uh, tune into it. So uh, I would encourage people to uh, check that out, too. But the technology is amazing. We can encourage uh, families with our story and our message um, throughout the world. Mm. And, of course, it's global. You say you've got people all over the world listening in and you're helping them, and um, that's exciting. Yes, it is exciting when, when we see the registrations come in and, and there are countries that we have to go to the uh, the map and look up exactly where it is. So that, that is exciting. Yeah, yeah. Are you homeschooling anybody, Julie? We have one left. <laughs> Out of our four, we have one left. Our Amy, the one, uh, our daughter who has charge syndrome, and she is a senior in high school this year. And so this is our last year for homeschooling. I can't hear anything. Are you guys still around? Yes, I'm here. Are you there? Oh, good, good. Yeah, so you can hear. Did you yeah. did you hear that answer about that we have one more left? Um, no, I didn't. Go ahead. I I don't know. It may have okay come across. I just didn't hear it. You have one more left. You're 18 year old. Is that right? Yes, yes. Amy is our last one. She's our one with charge syndrome, and she is. Yeah. Uh, this is her senior year of high school. She's very excited about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. Well, you know, Tom and Julie, we've come to the end of our time. Thank you so much for giving me um, 30 minutes today. I've been talking to Julie and Tom Meekins, child development specialists and health coaches who look at the child in a holistic way and offer practical lifestyle coaching methods to help the whole family lead a happy, healthy life in a way that's flexible, fun, and free of denial. Julie and Tom are homeschooling parents of four, and she and husband are the founders of a new business well it's 18 months old now march 4th family llc and it helps parents with children who may be struggling with following directions um any amount of reasons why they're struggling autism adhd uh, just plain irritating labels in their clothes which she talked about the last time she was with me we talked about their company and their teleclasses, and you can register for them at marchforthfamily.com. We heard um, some of their own personal story that molded their lives into who they are today, and um, they have a calling to bring the message it is never too late and there is always hope for this child. And I have the links that they were talking about to their upcoming teleclasses on my Toginet webpage and on my own webpage. Thank you so much, Julie, Tom, for joining me today. Have a wonderful weekend, and I'm sure I'll be talking to you again soon. Thank you, Vivian. Thank you so much, Vivian. Take care. Bye. Bye. Well, in my active homeschooling career... I never once gave up the integrity of the homeschool culture my husband and I were building. I didn't want to reproduce the traditional school system into my homeschool, and neither did my cowboy wise man. We did school all right. I was my children's sole teacher. They came to me for direction. I wanted to know what was going on in their minds, discuss it with them, share their music and films, their struggles and successes, their tears and their laughter. 
that's why I homeschooled. Oh, yeah, and to avoid safety, drugs, and negative peer pressure and private schools, I did become, I did not become a recluse. I don't know why I was going to say I did, because I didn't become a recluse. Far from it, I have a history of theater behind me that belies all signs of the hermitage. As soon as I decided to keep our children away from traditional school, I looked for an association that would help me navigate the many choices homeschoolers have. And the criteria my husband and I had for the successful association was steep. We were looking for an organization with the potential to augment the culture that was already being nurtured in our home. For almost a decade, I enjoyed a friendly group that provided occasional field trips on those half-day Fridays. Some friendships for all of us and an invaluable science co-op that saved my children from being science-challenged and me from pulling my hair out in frustration, although I eventually did master both chemistry and physics. Then as the dynamics of our family began to change with our eldest wooing colleges, I stopped scanning the association newsletter for Friday activities and began to take a greater interest in the newsletter as a whole. Perhaps I teased myself there were some activities or clubs other than bumper bowling and Lego that my maturing family could benefit from. So one afternoon on the eve of my oldest son's graduation from community college with an associate of arts degree and his consequent transfer as a junior to a four-year college at the ripe old age of 17, I perused the code of organization for the local homeschool group I belonged to. I happily noticed an introductory statement that read, those who believe in the Bible and follow Jesus Christ lead the association. It is also expected that such leaders will make decisions and plan activities that will be pleasing to God in accordance with his word, the Bible. That was comforting because this is what I looked for in my church too. A place that upholds biblical teachings and absolutes with no gray areas a place you can go to with black and white teachings of right and wrong according to the gospel, when things get a little bit wobbly on the home front, a place to set me on the right path and give me the tools to help me decide the best way to navigate the waters of dissent and rebellion without ostracizing my children or jeopardizing my salvation. I need a church that stands firm, otherwise I start to question my beliefs. And while this may be healthy in a cut-and-dried environment, it isn't when sinful options are being proclaimed from the pulpit by ordained ministers who want to fill their churches and coffers by pleasing man, not God. I was excited to explore the world of a Christian association that may be able to help me in matters beyond the boundaries of bowling and park days. I found myself thinking I could be a proud member of such a group. However, as I began flipping through the pages of this august publication, it started to resemble an advertising sheet worthy of the secular market. The information soon had me considering it unworthy of any homeschooling support group, let alone a Christian one. Homeschooling is supposed to be the key word here, but as you'll see, the emphasis was almost exclusively on school anywhere except at home with peers who are as unsupervised as their in their actions as they would be at a traditional school. The only parents around at the co-op were those teaching the classes and very often their own children weren't in classes with them. The activities being offered apart from classes every day of the week appeared to be self-serving and public school in feel. I was reminded that even with the best intentions, the world was finally catching up with us. Nothing wrong with that except I wanted to keep my children in the world but not of it, at least not until they went away to college, which my oldest son was preparing to do, but I was flipping the pages of this publication to benefit my remaining three offspring who were not on the eve of leaving home. 
So included in this particular month was a full page of academic competitions that made me cringe. Things like spelling bees and math quizzes. Now, there's nothing wrong with those, but they were there were levels and prizes and criteria and rules and instructions far beyond the realm of the gentle homeschool I was nurturing. And any parents who are heavily involved in the organization of such events wouldn't understand where I was coming from at all. Yes, I participated in theatre with all its attendant competition, but the theatre group I belonged to was not a homeschooling one, where I would expect every child who showed an interest to be cast or involved in a show. However, the group I worked with did encourage those children not cast to become involved in other areas of the performance, which they very often did, including my own. Christian homeschooling activities do not for the most part, prepare children for the world ruled by man. On the contrary, it should prepare children for a world that is pleasing to God. In general, most homeschools delight in the process rather than the result, which again isn't worldly. As I turned the page, it became more and more evident that this group was aiming to please man, which didn't fall in line with the words in their mission statement promising to make decisions and plan activities that will be pleasing to God in accordance with his word, the Bible. And I'll be talking more about that next week because it's time for me to leave you now. I'm visiting sunny Canterbury this weekend. Well, I hope it's sunny there. It's by the sea, so it should be, to see my artist cousins and probably buy a few pieces of their work. We have another play to see, Barking in Essex with Sheila Hancock, who is a famous English actress of age. I love seeing famous people live on stage and sometimes go around the stage door and they like to sign your program for you. My brother's coming over to sign the last of the house papers and we need to buy our lightweight suitcases to bring back home with us without further ado i'll say thanks to my handsome husband who believes in love at first sight our four children who are the result of that belief the hard-working staff at tokenet radio my guests this week julie and tom meekins go to their website march 4th family and go listen to one of their telling classes and you my faithful listeners especially hannah joel rosemary Kathleen Esme, Millicent, Margaret, Jacob, Walter, Jane, Olivia, Tina, and oodles of others who are part of my growing audience. And stay tuned to Toginet all the time and catch lots of great shows to glide you through your day. Take care and be safe. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord show you his kindness and have mercy on you. May the Lord watch over you and give you peace. Doop, 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 I'll be back next week. Thank you for joining us for The Sociable Homeschooler with Vivian.